Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Sound.Wave, the first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Nell and I am great at Transformers. And I'm Greg and I suck at Transformers. This week we will be discussing Robots in Disguise issues 31 and 32. Gosh darn, these robots, I wasn't even able to tell because they were in disguise. <laughs> they'll, they'll get you. They'll surprise you. What a, bunch of, what a bunch of wild dudes, just like this jazz fellow. Look at this jazz, and look how pretty he is. We have some Guido Guidi artwork to greet us here. He looks um, so great and terrified. Really, I know, poor jazz. So we open up right away on issue 31, um, picking up from where we left off before, which um, we we have this group of Autobots on Earth. It is, you know, it's our it's our Earth crew. It's everybody who's obviously not on Cybertron. It's uh, sure. Optimus, Prowl, RC, Jazz, um, and uh, so they are looking for Alpha Trion on Earth. Um, and the Decepticons, who are still calling themselves Decepticons, who are Soundwave, Galvatron. Yes, they're the ones foregoing Megatron's kind of decree that, like, right to to hey, stand gone. down, give yes. up the name. Yes. So it's, yes, it's Soundwave, it's Galvatron, and they have like the triple changers with them. And, um, and they are working with the Earthian governments. Right. The United, the, the one world government, the conspiracy yeah. theorists are so eager to, uh, buy into. Yes. Yes. Um, and then, and we did learn last time the government has kind of where we left off here was that the, um, Earth Decepticon, whatever, <sighs> the humans have a device that they can use to knock out. Right, just outright shuts a a Cybertronian down. Right. And so, because they employed it on the Decepticons, the Autobots saw this. It did not work on the Autobots. And were immediately like, whoa, what was that? And they traced it to the Marshall Islands. And that's kind of, so that's where they're like, okay, this is where the signal came from. That's probably where they have Alpha Trion. That's where we have to go. And it's even better that the Decepticons don't know about it because there's no way the humans would tell them. But the last we saw, one of the Constructicons, Scavenger to be precise, contacted his old pals, Galvatron and Soundwave, and let them know where the signal was coming from, which again is- So much intrigue. Right. So basically where we are right now is the Decepticons know about the Marshall Islands, the Autobots know about the Marshall Islands, and there's something there that the humans have that they don't want the Cybertronians knowing about. So hopefully that kind of brings everybody back up to speed. And we open up here with kind of a flashback. Yeah, Jazz, Jazz. is, we, we remember he mentioned that like last time he was on Earth, he killed a human and he feels pretty bad about it. Right. It's something that's still tearing him up. Um, and he, so this is, yes, him kind of flashing back on that memory. And it's the moment right after it's happened, his gun is smoking and Bumblebee even asks him, what did you do? Which is awful. Like, obviously he knows what he did. He just right. killed it. And, um, and and he kind of does explain here. He's saying, you know, this <coughs> this guy pulled a gun on Bumblebee, and we can see the smoldering remains of this human. Yeah, who's now, it's, it's it's pretty brutal. It is yes, it's quite gruesome. And he's holding the gun, which is you know, if people are who are familiar with Megatron's like Generation One form will n- realize that's the what he looked like, and that's sure, I, I what the gun was made of. Yes, so it was one of these like Megatron brand guns that the humans had, and that's why Jazz was quick. To respond when the gun was pulled on Bumblebee, which, you know, he's he's a soldier. He's, you know, been in millions of years of war. That was his 
kind of first instinct was to right he he even says here this was war i killed before and i'll kill again because that's what you have to do Uh, and it it reminded me of there's a there do you know who max landis is yes he's a a familiar name right he's a writer slash like internet personality basically he's john landis's son Um, and kind of a shitty dude but he made a video that was very interesting and made me think um it was about superman uh the the newest superman movie man of steel and at the end of that superman ends up killing zod and he's like well i think that movie sucked and it had a lot of structural things but zod dying was not a problem like because on earth it's like Superman is an adult on a planet full of babies. Like anything <laughs> Superman does can destroy anybody here and nobody yeah. here can do anything to Superman. Right. And Zod is a full grown adult who's going around killing babies. Like, of course he should be stopped. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so jazz being on earth, like it's, it's interesting to think about in that sort of light because is it a planet full of babies? Well, yeah, but one of these babies has a gun pointed at his best friend. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah. It's, it's the, the, the ethics and morality of jazz killing a human. Interesting to think about. Oh, absolutely. Right. There's definitely not a black and white clear kind of answer here. Like it's, it's definitely a very gray area. And of course, and so it's like, yes, he did what he was trained to do, what he had trained himself to do at this point, if nothing else. But at the same time, of course, he's going to be hung up about it because, and he even says on this next page, Bumblebee had just proclaimed that like the Autobots were here to keep everybody safe. And then Jazz killed one of them. Which, you know, it was so, yeah, it's it's obviously a thing that is going to resonate with him, especially now that he is back on Earth amongst humans. Right. Um, it's, I mean, once you see a baby from then on, it's not uh, sure not make you feel good. Yeah. You're always going to remember that baby, uh, which yeah, yikes. But because of that, he proceeds to be like, OK, I'm taking away all of the Cybertronian weaponry from these people. Right. And they kind of mentioned this in the previous set of issues that we had talked about, which, um, yeah, like jazz is kind of jazz went around and destroyed the Cybertronian technology because, you know, he's like, we brought our war here and right. it, I let's kind of get it out of here. Let's get ourselves out of here. Let's get up our stuff out of here. Um, uh, goes back to Cybertron, breaks up the Argaton Electra base. Ar- 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 Argaton? Yeah. I'm, Argaton? I, I, that sounds right. Um, And I looked into it and... Right. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. The Argata is... So two things that this name comes from. Apparently, it's a from a Buddhist belief. It is this subterranean, like, utopian world that is hmm. of, yeah, of Buddhist origin and belief. And then it is also a jazz album by Miles Davis. So there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wink. I'll take it. <laughs> So, yes, I looked into uh, that for all of us. Yeah, we see him. We see Skybite uh, cranking out them tunes. Yeah, he's talking about how when we got back, when the war was declared over, they got back to rebuilding, and he was now in a position where he didn't have to fight. He got to play this electro bass and, uh, yeah, jam with a space shark. Uh, until everything went back to killing again. Yep, we'll remember those. We'll remember all the riots happening on Cybertron. Uh, 
uh, and Optimus shows up and he's like, hey, buddy, don't worry about any of that. I got a job for you. And he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and and but right before this, of course, he finds like the smashed remains of his base, which is so sad. Sure. Um, and yeah, so it's right. Optimus is like, yeah, come with me. Um, and Jazz, first of all, apologizes to him. He's like, you know what? Because as we'll all recall, hopefully recall, when Starscream kicked people out, when he was like, hey, if you are going to continue to identify as an Autobot or Decepticon, you have to get out of the city. Jazz was a person who was like, I'm staying. Like, right. fine. He, he stayed I'm at, not going to call myself an Autobot. He was sort of on the McAdams crew. Yeah, yeah. He was with Blur's Bar Bunch and everybody stayed in the city. And so he he does apologize to Optimus Prime here and says that he's sorry that he stood with Starscream, which I think is an interesting way to put it. And it's interesting to hear Jazz say that because in from my point of view, it wasn't even that Jazz was standing with Starscream was that jazz was done labeling himself in a war that should be over. I would agree with that. So, yeah. So I think that's an interesting thing that we're (sighs) we're seeing. He doesn't necessarily feel that way about it. He feels guilty. Um, And and he does say he was sick of all the fun fighting. He wanted it to end, but clearly it doesn't end. And, um, and this is, yes, where Optimus is saying, well, we have a mission. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Hey, do me a favor. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need you to do something for me, please. Um, And Jazz, though, sees it as Optimus is counting on me. Like, he sees it in a very positive light that Optimus wants him to do something for him. Which, I mean, I get. It's Optimus Prime. He's, you know, this bot that many, many, many Cybertronians respect. Sure, and uh, And he's earned that respect. Yeah, so it makes sense that Jazz would be like, oh... He still obviously he feels guilt about a number of things, but he's like, hey, it's nice that Optimus wants me to help out with something. Right. Um, and he does. He says, where are we going, boss? Uh, and right. We yeah. go back to the quote unquote present day. Uh, and we see Jazz here all in like stealth mode looking pretty baller. Oh, you look great. Uh, and he's swimming. He's got yeah. sharks around him. It looks really cool. It's a very pretty. Um, Skylinx is at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. He's several hundred nautical miles away. Um, And so Jazz, we don't know what he's doing yet, but he's asking, he's like, what am I doing here? And um, Optimus is basically saying, listen, we need somebody to improvise. Like, that's just right. He's like, hey, uh, I don't trust this plan. And Prowl, it was like, or or, this is Jetfire's like, well, don't tell Prowl that. (laughs) Like, yeah. When Optimus is saying that, like, improvising yeah there's no reason this to expect that this won't this oh optimus is saying like saying we have a plan but you know probably won't work right it does get a little muddled in this for some reason it seems it does seem a little like weird and muddled in these panels but yes he's like yeah we'll just we'll just play it by ear and uh yeah jetfire of course putting in a little snark in there is like yeah don't let that guy next to you hear you say that um because of course we know prowl prowl likes things to be exactly this way and everything is planned out which we will actually talk about more in just a moment Um, sure absolutely it's a big part of these two issues yes Uh, so we have jazz coming up out of the water and he has found something right he, he totally uh is sneaking through he goes i'm in uh, he's <laughs> metal gear soliding golden eyeing his way through this facility yeah hopefully he finds a cardboard box if he needs it <laughs> absolutely i can only so imagine he... there's a cardboard box big enough for him 
<laughs> I yeah, that sounds hilarious. I like want to see this cardboard box. I wonder what would have come in it. Um, but so he's saying that he has like this stealth paint on, like that's why he isn't being detected by sensors. Right. Um, Jeffire again is funny for like there's a lot of the bots who aren't kind of the main focus of these issues. Like get some really funny quips in here. Like yeah, I was get some, cracking up some about good things goose. Decepticons were saying later. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah, Jeff Fire's like, well, you know, if you don't get shot, maybe we will use it more. So essentially saying, eh, this is kind of a trial run. That's why we don't <laughs> use it more. Hopefully but you'll we'll live. See. Yeah, uh, maybe we will. And Prowl calls out to Cosmos, who we remember uh, as being the lonely dude who is so lonely that he's willing to try talking to Prowl. Um, absolutely. Poor sweet Cosmos. Cosmos is five light hours away from Earth uh, trying to keep geocentric orbit over Thundercracker's cabin, which is pretty Insane. impossible. Yeah, uh, that's wild. I mean, he does his like old generation one stats. Like he's very fast. So, I mean, I guess, you know, that's, uh, he apparently is faster than light because he could right. get out far enough. Um, but and, yeah, so an insane amount of effort is going into him looking back essentially on five hours ago. Right. It's sort of you like peering into the past because the light from five hours ago is finally coming out to where he is. <laughs> um, and he can see uh, Cup, Jazz, and Prime going into Thundercracker's cabin. Uh well and it's so funny again people yeah the bots are pretty funny in these issues because yeah prowl's like okay there's there's cup and jazz and prime going inside and he then prowl remarks i don't know why we don't do this more often and of course cosmos (laughs) is fucking pissed he's like i'm not a camera that's why i don't (laughs) i don't we do this more often um, and I love that Cup is like, oh, I don't know, kind of a blurry picture. Like, this isn't a crystal clear picture, so it's not even that great. And if Cosmos is ready to just murder him, he's like, okay, who the fuck just said that? I'm going I'm to kill. five billion kilometers away, and it's at night. <laughs> Which, you know, so I'm like, yeah, no wonder. If if I were Cosmos, somebody yeah, would be dying I'd, by I'd the time upset. I got back to Earth. Yeah, no kidding. Um... And he, and he even says, he says, I will kill whoever said that. And then Prowl continues to ask him, or to continue, like, observing. And Cosmos doesn't let it go. He's like, no, for real, who said it? Like, who said those words? Because they're dying when I get home. Um, He's like, quiet, but, Cosmos, which is yeah. basically all that Prowl ever says to him. Um, right? Prowl doesn't care. He's not listening. But, but then we do Galvatron see, and the Decepticons basically pop yes. in out of nowhere. Right. Like, when those dudes show up, they're like, they just, like, apparate. Like, they just, sure. Harry Potter style, appear out of thin air. Which, of course, we as the readers know why this is. Um, and... Because they're wizards. Yeah, that's it. They all have been training at Hogwarts this whole time. That's why they really went back to Earth. Problem solved. Um, But yeah, so of course Jetfire is like... So, because they all know that they just disappeared later. Um, And so Jetfire is like, okay. So it wasn't... They weren't just recalled. Um, Right. Uh, And they they point out that they had deflectors against orbital bounces and stuff. That However they teleported in... Uh, it, it's something they they aren't able to block. Right. So, and then Prowl's like, okay, great. Thanks, Cosmos. You can come back now. So, of <laughs> course, Cosmos again, even more pissed. He's like, wait, that was it? You just needed me 
to see like five hours ago of some people getting to Thundercracker's house. Yeah. That's He's awesome. like, yep, now get back here quick because we need you to do some other stuff. Go get us all coffee. And it's uh, so like he's just so like, uh-huh, yep, chop, chop, let's go. And Optimus Prime finally is like, Prowl, shut up. Like, you are not even the leader here. This is my crew. This is my mission. And Prowl is um, like, well, yeah, but I mean, I think I have the best ideas here, so I should probably be leader. Prowl, uh, why, do it, why do you assume that you're the smartest in the room? <laughs> I don't even, like, he just, but he does. Like, Prowl is absolutely that dude who's like, well, no, it's fine. I can do whatever I want because I'm smarter than everybody else here. And obviously, if you are a person who has to work with Prowl, huh, I can only imagine oh. how pleasant it must be to have to, yeah, work beside that guy. And uh, in a very real way, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> right. Yeah. In, in our own special uh, removed way. That's yeah. We are working on it in our own way. Uh, um, and then because this was read, you know, a month after the last issue, we reestablish the stakes here and we say, OK, yeah. well, this is probably where Alpha Trion is. Uh, it's probably where that mind bomb is. So let's go and- in there and figure it out. Right. And yeah, like it's probably where these things are. The Decepticons don't know about it and the humans don't want them to know about it. So let's, yeah, like we, Optimus is even saying this is where the humans have their weapon that can stop any Decepticon, which of course would be useful for the Autobots to know as well. And um, Jazz, Prowl, of course, radios back to Jazz. He's like, are you finding anything that kind of backs this up? And we see that Jazz has found Alpha Trion's shuttle. Yeah, big old robot boat. Yeah, in this human's base. So, obviously, yes, he does have some evidence that they are on the right path here. Um, And, yes, the bots back on Skylinks even say, yep, that's Alpha Trion's shuttle. And, um... Uh, and everybody is like, okay, uh, we got to get in there now. Um, and Cup says, well, I mean, we're all huge. How are we supposed to like sneak in? And, uh, so Prowl, of course, is like, don't worry, I have a plan. And, um, he's just kind of explaining that like on, and this is, Gives you us know, a history lesson. Yes. I was to say, this is Earth history. And um, back on Bikini Atoll, I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. Um, I, it's about how I pronounce it, too. Okay. So, but that's where, you know, weapons testing was happening. That's where, you know, like, they were testing bombs. And uh, he says that they the humans detonated 23 fusion devices in that area. So, the fallout means that people were... Right, the natives had to be evacuated. Yes. uh, And that the only people who are there now are military. Right. Which, of course, Optimus hears and says, okay, that means that we don't have to worry about civilians. And Prowl is like, yeah, I mean, yes, true. Um, (laughs) Prowl was thinking more, like, don't killing, don't kill anybody. But if you do, they Eh. knew what they were signing up for. Like, they're in the military, at least. Good old Prowl. You know, you know how he does. Good old Um, tremendous bag of shit Prowl. And so, yeah, Optimus is like, look, don't hurt these guys. Don't let these guys be hurt. The Decepticons are pulling one over on them. That doesn't mean that any of them should die. Uh, Prowl, you stay back here with Skylinks. Jetfire Cup, you're with me. We find Alpha. We get out of there. 
Yeah, let's go. So as they're like getting ready to jump, because yeah, Prowl was like, Jazz, hold tight. We'll be there in 15 minutes. Um, we have RC approach Prowl. And right. She's like, hey, I noticed one of your dudes, one of your Constructicons, because of course we as the readers all saw this, Scavenger saw the map to the Marshall Islands and then left. And she's like, and so she saw this happen and she's essentially telling Prowl like, hey, I think your dude might be a spy. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he doesn't sound surprised. He just says, well, have you told Prime? And she's like, no. And he's like, are you going to? And she says, do <laughs> I have to? Which, you know, I would be a little like, well, maybe I should. Um, and Prowl asks her if she's still loyal to him. <laughs> and she says the only thing she's loyal to Prowl is the Autobot dream, which makes him laugh a whole lot, which, oh, Prowl. Oh, I see. <laughs> Oh, oh, both, both of you. Of you. Both of you go stand in opposite corners <laughs> and think about what you've done and think about why you're really here. Um, and so Prowl, so they do leave it kind of very ambiguous. Prowl does not answer her. And um, he's like, okay, yeah, so uh, just go and watch out for Prime. And yeah, like that's that's all I need for you to do right now. Because if that's what you're worried about, the Autobot dream, go take care of Prime. And he says, and he does say, watch out for Prime. Because there's probably something that's going to happen that we haven't sure anticipated. Yeah, uh, and then we cut back to these uh, the 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 lab with the humans. Yes. So now this is the humans on <coughs> Bikini Atoll. Like these right. are the dudes in the base, and they are communicating with Marissa Fairborn, who we know is TC's dear friend, and um, she. So she's talking to Sanjay, and he's. It's saying and so he's kind of getting on her case because that device that they used on the Decepticons, he's like, That wasn't ready. Like, you shouldn't have used that. And um and so she's kind of throwing it back at him. She's like, you know what? I'm doing the best I can out here. I'm out here with a a group of Decepticons. Like, you guys are all cozy in your little base out there. She's out here actually doing stuff. So you know what? I I'm I'm with her. Like she's She's doing what she has to do. Yeah, it's, you know, she's a human. Right. (laughs) Trying to work with giant space aliens. And um, she, I do love this. She says that uh, when the Decepticons wake up, they're going to be watching her like, like, and TC says, like an Arjurian rock, which we as readers all know what those are. Yeah, those bird dudes. Yeah, Shockwave froze to death. Um, But yeah, a little nod back to that. And uh, she, of course, is not happy with his input. She, Shut up, Thundercracker. <laughs> she's over it. Um, but so we can see she's still over in Poverty Flat, which is where the fight happened. Right, and Prowl the... farm Devastator. And they were like, cool, now all the humans know that we're here. Ha ha ha. Right. Uh, and so she's saying, like, all right, uh, we, we, we got to get going on this quick because if anything happens, it's all going to go to seed here. And then Witwicky shows up. Uh, yes. This is Daniel Witwicky is his name? Yes. So this is Commander Daniel Witwicky. Right. Uh, and he says, like... Oh, no, sorry. She's Commander. Pardon me. I think uh, he's General Witwicky. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, he's saying, like, hey, if anything goes wrong, just stay close to Thundercracker because he's super great and cool. And she's like, no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> it is so funny. Like, because, yeah, Daniel's here saying, like, I have it on authority that that guy used to be a big deal in Decepticon hierarchy, <laughs> which is true. Like, that dude was, like, uh, on the to the side of Starscream. Like, Thundercracker wow. and Skywarp were, like, you know, they were just, they were Starscream's, like, right and left-hand dudes. Um, 
Um, so I'm like, I mean, I don't know where he's hearing that, but it's it's not incorrect. It's what I would sure. say about Thundercrack as well. Um, and, and yeah, then, he's very kind of smug. He's like, if the cons show up here, they'll be in for... <laughs> and of course, guess who shows up? Right, them. The cons. The Decepticons. Yeah. Uh, we have Galvatron. And they're huge. Humongous. Also, I like Galvatron's like six-pack. <laughs> yeah, on. he's totally got abs. <laughs> he's got like literal like bright red abs against his purple paint. And it's very obvious. It's very blatant. It's funny. And, of course, they show up and Galvatron's immediately like, I have right. a bone to pick with you. Uh, and I am smashes the, the communicator with, uh... with Marissa on it. Right. She's like, you know what? Both of you fuck off. And he was like, Marissa? Shush. And he crushes it so <laughs> she goes away. And uh, immediately, Witwicky's like, well, I'm glad you're here. Oh, hey, he does literally say, Witwicky literally says he has a bone to pick with him. That was just me <laughs> using some Ultra Magnus speak up in here. Um, he kind of looks like, like a human version of Ultra Magnus. <laughs> I can and see that. He's that. very square. and <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah, very just like angular, very uh, strong jawline. Um, but he, he immediately gets to it and he's like, hey. He dresses them down. You you guys almost ruined everything. Uh, the, Which I mean is fair. Yeah. And even Soundwave is like, well, yeah, you're right. Sorry. And Galvatron <laughs> is like, Soundwave, shut up. <laughs> it's just it's interesting how like because i feel like soundwave at this moment and i would be interested to know if other people think this too like as much as these two guys are like you know the remaining decepticons have been like you know what i'm not ready to give up on the decepticon dream like let's do this soundwave to me and he kind of always has been he's been the truest kind of look at what a Decepticon was initially always supposed to be. I would agree. I mean, even later in, I don't know if it's this issue or the next one, but he says like, we're going to do this the Decepticon way. And Galvatron's like, what's that mean? He's like, peacefully. Yeah. It's so good. What a great, great moment. Yeah. That's, but that's exactly what it is. And so I think Soundwave is always the best kind of indicator of what the Decepticons always should have been before things kind of got out of control because obviously the entire war was out of control. Right. Um, but because yeah, like Daniel Whitwicky does say here, he's like, listen, the last time you guys were here, a lot of bad shit happened. It was the worst disaster in the history of humankind. We as humans are not going to play with fire and not have an extinguisher handy, which is very fair. And Soundwave says like, you know what? He's got a point. Like, he makes sense. Like, we did cause a lot of destruction. They have to have some fail-safes in place to protect themselves. And yeah, Galvatron's like, shut up. And he even, like, kind of, like, thunks him in the chest, like, shush. Um, and he tells him, oh, God, Galvatron, you're so full of shit. He just says, do not speak to me in that tone of voice again. Okay, Dad. Like, geez, <laughs> Galvatron, give me a break. And then he, like, leans right down to Daniel Witwicky. He puts his giant face it looks he looks like an action figure compared to Galvatron. He does. He's like an itty bitty little action figure. And here Galvatron goes again, talking about how I'm from the Darklands. I am a warrior born. The same shit we have to hear him say every time he enters a room. Um, you know, he doesn't have a master. He's really great at killing. All that stuff. Um, uh, I do love that he points to the scientist and he's like, are you the one who generated that signal? He's like, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah. good. It was very painful. 
That was terrible. Like, you if did you ever well. use it again, I will kill you and everyone who has ever known you. But yeah. good work. You know, I'm going to give you credit where credit's due. Don't make me murder you and all of New Mexico. And he... <laughs> I do love, yeah, Cassandra's like, he's from New Mexico. He's like, great, then I'll murder you, and I will eradicate all who dwell in this New Mexico, and for good measure, the old one as well. Which, of course, is, we do get some funny plays on Galvatron not sure. understanding human language so much. Or, you know, there are our way of speaking. Yeah, um, different types of uh, communication. Yes. Uh, and so they show him, like, a, a hologram of... Like, well, this is the satellite we got. Uh, yes. We've been construct. We've begun construction on this, and uh, Galvatron sort of snipes at Soundwave and says, "Well, is this everything you were hoping for?" Right. It's almost like this giant, you know, like a space station. It looks almost like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we flash back to six months ago, and right. Soundwave is talking to Galvatron here. <laughs> so the two of them are. A distance away from what we can see is Metroplex as he's transforming into his city mode. And um, it's. It, it kind of looks it, like he's just falling apart. It does at first. It absolutely looked like he's like took a step and just kind of collapsed oh, on himself. Whoa. Like, whoops. Um, and then he did it with such grace. He formed a city. But it's an interesting conversation here between these two. And it's Galvatron asking Soundwave what he dreams of, <laughs> which sounds <laughs> quite Soundwave romantic. Soundwave literally is like. I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about here. Like what? <laughs> um, and Galvatron's just trying to get him to say, like, what do you, like, what did you see for the Decepticons? And Soundwave again is just kind of like, I don't, like, it doesn't matter because right. Cybertron has fallen, Megatron's gone, uh, and he's saying because even when the Decepticons were prisoners of the Autobots, they could scheme, and when they were exiled, the Shockwave still drove everybody. It was still this kind of like unifying thing, right. and now they don't have that. The, the Titan is the city. Like Auto in in Soundwave's eyes, the Autobots have fully and completely won. Yes, uh, and, because, right, like, the city itself is an Autobot. And and Galvatron kind of says, like, well, yeah, but, I mean, you lead the Decepticons now, so what do you see us doing? Yeah, it's and it's an interesting thing, because, yeah, they kind of, like, and I do love it, because Galvatron says, tell me of your Decepticons, and it's, you know, this little ragtag group, including Scoop, which I think is very interesting, because Scoop yeah. is an um, but as we know, he was the one who Starscream is the chosen <laughs> one, very, very loyal to this this prophecy and everything, which we learned Shockwave made up. Um, so, but yes, uh, Soundwave does kind of give him a rundown. Um, yeah, Galvatron's right, like, tell me that. about these guys. Tell me about these tall drinks of water down here. What do you got going on here? <laughs> I um, mean, he points out that they left everything behind to fight for, yeah. like... The Decepticon cause, which is equality and freedom and to not be divided by form and function. And Right. This entire line is just so good. Like this entire, uh, everything Soundwave right. says here is so good. He says these Cybertronians left behind their lives, their jobs, their loved ones to fight for the freedom of equality, to throw off the yoke of those who divided them by function, by form, who called them animals. They gave everything and they lost, which is like, ugh, that's heavy. Yeah. But again, Soundwave further proving like he's really kind of our best uh signifier of what a decepticon was always supposed to be like he gets it he understands kind of what the 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 breadth of it 
Right. He, he uh, like you said, understands more than anybody that is up to gun cause because we've seen him be oppressed. We've seen him homeless and living in sewers and, you know, taken in by others that were totally counted off by society. Right. The, the ones who are literally animals and then were treated as like, oh, right. they should be le- treated less than um, or, you know, in the cases of some people like pets or what have you. And as we well know, Soundwave does not see any of his cassettes as anything less than right. worthy of everything he's worthy of, worthy of everything Megatron is worthy of is very much, which was, again, if we'll all recall, a very, very telling moment between Soundwave and Megatron was when Megatron never looked at any of the cassettes as right being Soundwave's servants necessarily. He saw them and was like, right, these are just, these are your people. Like, they stand with you. They don't serve you. They're just standing by you. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. I, Galvatron kind of laughs and he's like, ah, you sound like Alpha Trion. <laughs> um, and right, because Soundwave says that, you know, to be ruled by anyone is to be ruled by someone. And right, Galvatron course, yeah. is kind of throwing shade at Prime and he's saying like, well, he says freedom's owed to all of us. And Soundwave is like, yeah, well, that guy's a dick. <laughs> right, like if Optimus Prime is the ruler, he's still ruling. See, yeah, that means ruler. people are still, yeah, being ruled over. And uh, yeah, that cracks Galvatron right up. And he says, yep, sounds like Galvatron. And um he kind of reminds everybody about, you know, because we kind of saw a snippet of pre, like, like first war Galvatron um, being approached by Alpha Trion. And um, so now he's saying Alpha Trion provided Galvatron with a cause and now he wants a new one. And he's saying, you know, you and me, Soundwave, we might uh, find a yeah. future worthy of the sacrifice of all of these Decepticons who clearly Soundwave cares very much for and about what they lost and what they gave up. Uh, and Galvatron is saying, like, all right, so when do we siege Cybertron? When do we take it back? And Soundwave says, uh, well, no, there's there's another place we can we can build. And Galvatron's like, there's another place with Energon? And Soundwave says, yeah, you were there once. <laughs> yeah, you know it. You've been there. Come on. Uh, it's like saying a restaurant, like, you know that place. You've been yeah. there. <laughs> uh, but... And he points out that one of Shockwave's ores was Ultra Energon, which is on Earth. And and I love this because it does fit very snugly into other um, continuities with the fact that Energon exists on Earth. I, I like this reasoning for it, that Shockwave sure. planted it there. And Soundwave even says that the Ultra Energon that grew from the 13th Ore, um, it's unsustainable in that raw form. But if it's they refined. when it's harnessed, yes, right. they can refine it and then it becomes something that they can use. And, uh, um, and like, well, then yeah. we're going to conquer Earth. Like, let's go get a ship and we'll just go take that place over. And this is where, yes, yeah, Soundwave is immediately like, no, we're not going to do that. No more conquering. And he even says, he's like, that was Megatron's way. And now we will follow the truth Decepticon path, which is peace. Right. Uh, what a good panel. What a, yeah. Very, very. These ones are all drawn by Brendan Cahill, this uh, kind of flashback here. And I like it a lot. I like the way he draws. Yeah. Spots. I like it the way he draws mouths. We see it with like Galvatron's laughing. I think that's a really great <laughs> panel. Um, but yeah, it uh, all looks great. And there you go. That's again, Soundwave. Thank you for what being okay. like, you know Real what? Bad. Yeah, like let's all be nice to each other. That's the Decepticon way. 
Um, and so they're looking, now we flash back to Earth and to the present, and they are looking at this kind of space station that the humans are building. Right, and, and Galvatron um, says, like, all right, are we? can we move into this thing? <laughs> it does sound like he and Soundwave are like a couple buying their first home. Like, when can <laughs> we move in? When can we tell the kids? Uh, we want to know. Everybody's excited. Uh, and the scientist is like, well, it's it's being built around Jupiter, which is the a gas giant. And the, he's like, <laughs> I know where Jupiter is. Like, I've acquainted myself with Jupiter. Thank you. Um, but yes, uh, he starts, Sanjay starts saying how they're going about building it. And Witwicky's meaning like, <clears throat> yeah, shush. Uh, it's secret. Like, it's classified how oh, we right. are building this. But he does kind of say that they've been using zero point star drives from of right, the Cybertronian's own creation. Yes, to get things back there. Um, and he's like, "You guys can go take a tour of the place. I'm surprised you have it." But then Galvatron's like, "Yeah, we've looked. Like, oh, we like, have. Why haven't we gone to see that? I want to see you guys taking a tour of your new house. Uh, at, you know, deciding whose room is going to be where." But then those damn Autobots show up. <sighs> yep. And because Galvin was like, okay, but what the hell is that? And um, yeah, they're like, yeah, what is going it's on? A, it's a Skylinx. Yeah, we, we have some uh, some bots being dropped onto onto the shore here. I will say it's a little odd that Optimus is shouting. He's not shouting Transformer All Out. He shouts, follow me in. <laughs> he, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, but again, he's his thing here is... Uh, Don't you're right. Don't hurt nobody. We're just trying to get in, get off a try on and get out. And he's saying, and they are all firing, but we know, as we have Optimus saying right here, they're only firing at the automated defenses. Um, uh, and as they're all sort of storming out, Prowl is like, hey, I'm going to go too. And Skylinks <laughs> is like, oh, the Prime said, uh, actually, you know what? I hate you. Go ahead. Skylinks <laughs> doesn't give a shit. He's like, you know what? I don't, even if Optimus is upset later, that's fine. <laughs> Go, go ahead, you dick. So Prowl, of course, is like, I'm going to do my own thing because I'm smarter than everybody. Um, and uh, we have a cute moment between Jetfire and Doc. I love that Doc went with him. He's so cute because um, <laughs> he's saying that they are drone free, which, of course, means that they've shot everything. And, of course, Doc is a little drone, right. um, which is why he like R2-D2 beeps at him. Um, but then, yes, yeah, so Optimus is kind of breaking people up and saying like, you know, yeah, we, we get some cool action scene type stuff and yeah. they shoot some missiles at him and Optimus fires back and then Cup is like, uh, hey, shit, what is that? And it's this giant, giant ship over them. Yes, it's this huge pointy purple ship, which if you're familiar with like the Generation 1 stuff and other subsequent Decepticon ships afterwards, looks like they're just the classic Decepticon ship, which I want to point out because of course I see this ship and I go, cool, it's the Nemesis, which is just <laughs> the name that is kind of the default name. Like the Autobots tend to have the Ark and the Decepticons have the Nemesis. Sure. But, fun fact, the Nemesis is not a name that showed up for the Decepticon ship until Beast Wars, which is oh. why it, of course, in my memory, I'm like, right, because that was the first Decepticon ship that I learned. Was there you go. The one in Beast Wars. And that's just what it kind of defaults to now anyway. Um, so yeah, a little fun fact for everybody. Uh, Before that, it didn't really have a name. Good to know. That's <laughs> why we have you around. 
That's why I'm here. Uh, and the humans look on with appropriate shock and awe, and Galvatron says, Ha ha, I'm evil, as usual, um, because he sent that ship. Yeah, he's like, did you guys think we were going to show up empty-handed? Ha ha ha, you're fools. <laughs> and then we cut to Jazz, who's inside, and now, of course, he can just hear explosions and stuff going on. Um, and he's just waiting for everybody. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to start moving again. Um and so now we just kind of have a voiceover of Jazz talking about, he's just kind of going through what he's doing. Um, like, he yeah, definitely doesn't want to encounter a human. Right, he's the self-paint keeps him off sensors, but people could still, like, see him. Right, like, it's not going to stop a human from looking at him and going, hey, giant robot in our base. Um, and he's saying, oh, wait a minute, I'm in a corridor that's big enough for an Autobot to come down, which probably means there's an Autobot here somewhere. And by Autobot, I mean any robot, any of them. Well, I mean, Uh, it's Alpha Trion. He's correct. And Alpha Trion's laying there, and he's all strapped down and wired up to all these machines all over the room. Um, And immediately, of course, Jazz is like, oh, crap. Okay, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to unhook him. And before he can do anything, though, there's suddenly a gun to the back of his head. Right, and wouldn't you know it, it's Prowl uh, saying, step away from the electronics, Alpha Trion isn't going anywhere. And I was like, Prowl, you son of a dick, I knew it. (laughs) He, Prowl's really good at putting guns to the back of his friends' heads. Yeah, Uh, that seems to be a, a default for him. He's like, wait, that's not where my gun goes? I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't. I just thought my that that's bad. how we played. I thought we were being pals. <laughs> I thought, yeah, we were just goofing. So, and that's that's where 31 ends, is with Prowl with Jazz at gunpoint. Which, if you are a longtime Generation 1 person, you might be someone like me who, I really don't even have like a default, like a definitive reason for this, but... I was telling Greg this just earlier that like forever, like Jazz and Prowl were just like married in my mind. Like <laughs> these two have always been like, yeah, those two totally have been married since like the beginning of the war. Um, so part of me was like, yay, Jazz and Prowl are in the same place again. And then part of me was like, damn it, Prowl, why you gotta, why you gotta play him like that? He's a very uh, disappointing person, that Prowl. He, he really is. He, he murdered my man. He did it. He was brainwashed, but, you know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. Still did uh, it. And you know what? This is the point where I'm kind of to where I'm like, yeah, I'm getting sick of his shit. And then it gets even worse in issue 32. Which right. We will, right. We will now. catch up to that in half a million years. First, yes. we go half First. a million years ago. Uh, we got some voiceover. I think this is Prowl, right? Yeah. And, uh... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, <laughs> it used and... like the similar blue that Jazz had. So I was like, is it? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, but we we see the Titan or uh, the the stronghold, not the Titan. Um, sort of. Well, oh, it is Metroplex, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this is the scene that we saw back in issue twenty eight from right. a different point of view that wasn't following Prowl along in this moment. But th- yes, this is the moment where Metroplex and Alphatron leave Cybertron. And it's, yeah, Prowl voicing over, saying, you know, it was kind of a moment of loss. It was... Right. It's it's a it's a tactical retreat, but it's a retreat. Yes. And it's, um, it's, it's one that hurts morale. Right. And Prowl, even on this page, is saying, we're not going to win this. Um, like, yes, he should be leaving. It's right for them to leave, but 
yeah, he's taking a lot more with him than just Alpha Trion. Like, that's a big deal that we are losing our stronghold. We're losing not only a titan, we're losing a city. We're, you know, he stood for a lot. And um, it's uh... interesting because then he goes on to kind of be like, you know what? Megatron wants wants uh, wants Metroplex like this. This none of this is logical. Like this is all just doesn't. And this is why it's such a big deal to Prowl. This is why this is bothersome to Prowl because he likes things that are very clear and right. make sense. He doesn't like when things are kind of muddied and like. But what does this person want? Like if things aren't totally clear, this is the state that he's in where he's just like, this is dumb. We're just going to keep making dumb mistakes and then we're all going to die. Like that's just what's going to happen in this war. And he blames it largely on Optimus Prime. He's saying like, look at Optimus. Yeah. He's rushing into battle with no regard for his own safety. He's in the moment, but that's not what we need. We need somebody who can plan. And so we remember, oh, he has a gun pointed at Jazz. I think Prowl's about to try and make a coup here. Well, and that's where, and before we <laughs> jump on to the next part, I do think it's interesting that, um, you know, Prowl sees Optimus Prime as being too reactionary. And I took a note as I was reading this, um, and he would rather have a leader who plans rather than one that just reacts. And part of me agrees with him here, like a big part of me. Like, I remember even watching Generation One, and as a person who uh, has kind of played devil devil's advocate for the Decepticons, even before we were given very clear, very logical reasons to, you know what I mean? Like very understandable sure. reasons to how they got started, um, which I think IDW does perfectly. Um, even before we had all of that, I remember thinking like, because, and this isn't really spoilery if you haven't seen Gen generation one, but a lot of the times, a lot of the things that happen in that show, which of course it's a show made to essentially sell toys. Obviously we all know that this was the point of it. But in all of them, it's always like, well, the evil Decepticons are stealing our resources and we got to stop them. And I remember thinking, but at least Megatron's trying. Like, what's Optimus doing? He's sitting around waiting for Megatron to make a move. Megatron is trying to get Energon to feed his people so they can one day go back to Cybertron. And it just, to me, it never made sense. I was like, but then what is Optimus doing to combat any of this that besides waiting to stop Megatron, which again, I understand it's an extended commercial for toys, but <laughs> I was always just like, you know, like then do something about it, Optimus. Like Megatron's at least got a plan here. So, and, and obviously now we're at a point with IDW where we see this on a more, on a deeper scale. Like we do know that Megatron is kind of the more, He's more thoughtful. He's right. a little he's more like he's he's a plan. Yes, he plans ahead. He's the one who's like, all oh, this is going to fall in this order, and this is how it's going to happen because I planned it to be this way. And we do have Optimus, who is good at reacting. Like that's what he does. He's not necessarily plotting out his every move. Um, but no, I think that's interesting. So the hearing having Prowl say that here, I was like, you know, I'm with you. Like I've thought that before too. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just don't he should wanna, be plotting something. I don't want to give him any credit. I don't you like don't want to agree with Prowl no, ever in never, any capacity. <laughs> uh, but he's saying like, well, we're going back to Earth and I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah, it gets weird here for a moment. Right. And Cosmos is like, uh, you got a negative view of home because all these guys hate us, don't they? Yeah. And didn't one of them like <laughs> betray you personally? And Prowl is like, I don't take anything personally. <laughs> And Cosmos is saying what we're all thinking is, uh-huh, right. Anyway. 
uh, he, he point blank asked him, like, do you trust Prime? And Cosmos was <laughs> like, what? What do you, dude? Prowl's not a subtle person sometimes. Yeah, Cosmos immediately is like, well, I, why would you even ask me that? Like, uh, he, <laughs> I love this line because he says, I never to talk to people, but uh, that is a banana's way to change the subject, <laughs> which is adorable and worthy of Ultra Magnus. Um, uh, and he says, Prowl says that Prime is a hero cop who thinks he can police a galaxy, but the galaxy needs something more, like an iron-fisted dictator like Prowl. Uh, <laughs> and so... I, I love the Cosmos like you think, I mean Prime is a cop but like you are literally a cop card dude. right like what do you think you are like look at <laughs> look in the mirror my friend and yeah but as you say what do you think you are Prowl says well let's find out um after telling Cosmos he's like I have you here because I need people I can trust which obviously we're gonna see how this all plays out together but you have to be like oh boy that's, that's right um and we do yes we have them here of course jazz hands in the air gun to the back of the head right um, in case anybody forgot uh and he's like hey what what the fuck absolutely right like immediately like uh, what the hell are you doing like what is this and prowl it false alarm of course he's like listen we can't just go unplugging alpha tron we're gonna tr- trigger an alarm if you do that and jazz very reasonably slightly, yes like are you you had to play on at me to tell me that like you had to make me think you were about to murder me to that and pearl's just like i had to get your attention <laughs> and again jazz is like uh it's a rescue mission grab and run is a solid plan yeah and... like it's fine if the alarms go off like um, who cares uh... Prowl was like, no, it's not a good enough plan because this, 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 and this. And, you know, he's, he's saying, like, I'm not, our mission parameters aren't what you think. Like, we need well, to get and, rid of all the Cybertronian tech here. Right. Like, he's saying, like, okay, they've only had Alpha Tron for a few months, but they've been working on this stuff for years. So there's something more we should be looking for here, is what Prowl's essentially getting at as far as this moment is concerned. Um, so Jazz, of course, is like, do you think they have somebody else? And Prowl is saying he doesn't know. And, um, like, that's, we're, we're going to find out. But, of course, Jazz brings up the good point of, like, okay, I'm stealth, but how are you here? Like, how did you get in here? Right. Uh, and he says that he created a diversion, which is not uh, helping his case that he's not a Decepticon spy. <laughs> Yeah, and not just a terrible friend to everybody. Because Um, we see Optimus and all of the other Autobots firing their blasters at this Decepticon world burner. Right, which is a great name for those ships, by the way. I believe that's the first time that they kind of label it as that. Which, of course, is reminiscent also of the World Sweeper, which was the big Decepticon like logo ship, Mm. or the like the insignia ship from uh, that we saw the Scavengers found. Yes, back way back when. Um, So yes, we have World Sweepers, and now we have World Burners, and um, and they're yes, they're all just firing at it, and there's banter, of course, between them. That's you know, RC is kind of like, oh shit, why did I? (laughs) Maybe I should (laughs) have. I uh, fucking hate this guy. Yeah, like maybe I should have done something, and um, but yes, they're all firing at it, and we can see Decepticons are leaping from the ship from the Nemesis here. Uh, and so Galvatron is like, are they, they're just, <laughs> this is so good. they're just going to shoot at it? He, yeah, he's like, they're just, that's their plan. They're just shooting at the nemesis. And he's like, <laughs> I love that he says, 
How did how did war with these fools last more than a few days, Soundwave? Like Soundwave, you gotta tell me what the fuck happened. These like, guys are really, really dumb. <laughs> they're really bad at this. How did you guys not win in like a week? Um, which I mean, fair question because yep, they are just shooting at the ship, aren't they? Um, uh, but uh, Jones is letting us know that the Autobots are being forced back, and Sanjay's letting us know that the perimeter is holding. So they're like, okay, we're good. The Autobots haven't gotten in. Um, but then again, to the humans, they're like, we don't want these guys here. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. No, Soundwave freaks out and he says, there's, there's another Cybertronian presence in this base. <laughs> and Sandra's uh, like, oh no, it's cool. He's like, no, yeah, we got that guy on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't worry. I, and Sanjay even says, and I kind of love this. He's like, anybody stupid enough to come into my house is going to get clobbered, which I'm like, <laughs> you are an adorable tiny human. And these are gigantic alien space robots. Um, but he is saying, he's like, you know, the base is scanning for you guys every four seconds, every four nanoseconds. Right. Um, like at any, like, no, at any moment, they can just shut you guys down. <laughs> and and he does. He has Prowl and Jazz on his monitor. But And it is interesting because he says that they have one. He's like, oh, wait, I think there are actually two, but we're having a hard time reading the other one, which, of course, is Jazz. He's Right. Nanotubes. <laughs> yeah, he's got nanotubes on him. Um and Soundwave's just like, oh, this is, yeah, Soundwave's like, oh, God, it's Prowl. Yeah. All right. I'll go. I'll go see to this. I do love like, this, that uh, Prowl and Jazz are zooming through these these giant hallways. And he's like, well, where are we going? And Prowl says, well, it's <laughs> obvious. Humans are only like three feet tall, right? Right. Like Why would they feet? build a corridor this big? Which is really darling. I yeah, it's those cute little, little earthlets. I mean, because I guess if you think about it, like if you had to guess right now how big like a a shrew right. is, how big is a dog? Like, yeah, like how I big mean, is a bunny? I don't yeah. know. I don't know <laughs> a foot? foot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe, and even littler than that. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know how big. Uh, so yeah, I do love that he guesses three or four feet tall, which I mean, some humans are three or four feet sure, tall. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's seen kids before. Why not? Sure. Um, but they point out that like, if there's a hallway this big, which is a good point, like I, you never really remember, oh yeah, these guys are huge and they need specific huge hallways to get places. Uh, right. Especially then, two of them are driving next to each other. Yeah. If, if it's this big, then if it's big enough for Cybertronians to get through, that must be where they need to go. Uh, and then they <laughs> sort of get their minds blown up. Yep. Uh, yes. Prowl is suddenly he got him. So they they engaged that same kind of mind the mind bomb as they keep calling it that they used on the Decepticons and Prowl is hurt in real bad all of a sudden. Uh, and then we go back to Thundercracker here. Thank God. Um, so <laughs> he is flying Marissa over to everybody else over on Bikini Atoll. And um, <laughs> and he's a precious Thundercracker. He's like, what? I thought bikinis were something else. Like, I had a different idea of what a bikini was. And of course, Marissa's just over. She's like, oh, my uh, God. Thundercracker, just, up. just shut up. <laughs> uh, and he's like, well, I want to be a writer. I can't well, just pick everything up on the Internet. <laughs> It is, yeah, he's like, I have to learn about your human culture. If it's not you, I have to pick it up from the internet, which sounds like a kid being like, Mom, if you're not going to tell me this, I'm just going to ask my friends. Do you want me to just go ask my friends? 
uh, and she's like <laughs> flying him toward the the big shootout, and he's like, "Hell no! Right, I have my dog here." Ah, uh, so cute. Yeah, he immediately like he starts transforming. Of course, both of them fall out of his cockpit, <laughs> and he catches them both very easily because he's fantastic. And he's like, "No, no, I'm not taking Buster any closer. It's like a war zone over there." She's like, "Yeah, kind of literally a war zone. That's exactly the point." And so he sets her down, and I love this panel so much because he because she's like, "I don't have." time for this i'm just gonna run <laughs> and so she goes and he says you dropped your hat <laughs> her helmet she was wearing as he was flying her which i don't know why that's like the funniest thing to me you dropped your hat like the idea of a helmet as a hat <laughs> is really funny it's just so darling it's such a charming little thing because he doesn't know like what is, yeah uh, like to him with the hat and this is also a very cute panel where he's like <laughs> buster's all licking on his face and he's like whatever don't listen to her she knows you don't have fleas right and he's, buster. this is so sweet he says i kind of like feeling responsible for somebody i care about uh, what a good dad thundercracker is this is where i'm just like uh, yeah like if you are a person who especially if you're like newer to Transformers I'm like of course like even as somebody who loves Starscream as much as I do I'm like no TC's by far the best seeker like TC's your bet like if you had to choose <laughs> like a Decepticon to hang out with I'd be like I want to hang out with TC like yeah that guy rules no question yeah that guy has a dog and he would read me his screenplays <laughs> I want to listen to that I'm all about it um but yeah so it's a very sweet moment where he right. you're like oh he likes to hear buster who again is like a teeny tiny little like a little pet shop pet to him like it's such a teeny <laughs> tiny little dog um we go back so then we go back over battle. to the war zone right cup has a big old blast wound through his chest that's not good yeah, he's very hurt and optimus is kind of holding him it's a very sweet sweet thing for him to do it looks um, like a, a frank frazetta painting <laughs> I love it. That that's it. That's the album cover. Um, uh, uh, right. RC is saying like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think maybe Prowl is like betrayed us to the Decepticons." Just to throw this out here, I just want to toss that out really quickly, just to let everybody. Know. So she does let everybody know, and I do thought that even RC was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and she's said like, "Yeah, earlier. this isn't looking good." Yeah, definitely shouldn't have just let him do whatever he was doing. Because, um, yeah, of course, they're just fighting the Decepticons. They're trying to take down the world burner. And uh, so that's what's going on there. Right. Seen too little too late is giving them information. But then we're <laughs> going to see what Prowl is up to here. Right. We cut back to Jazz. Jazz is dragging the unconscious <laughs> Prowl who got mind bombed. Uh, <laughs> and then immediately, twice in him. one day... Uh, oh yeah now somebody else has a gun to his head Soundwave just puts a gun right to the back of his head yeah. and he's like what what are you doing here <laughs> like uh Soundwave, what, what's this what's happening and um we do as as this is happening we have prowls kind of voice over here and um and Soundwave says, he does let Jazz know straight up. He's like, I have a spy in your ranks, and they told me that you would be here. Which, of course, Jazz is like, what the hell? Um, and uh, I like this because Soundwave is, this is a burn on Soundwave's part. He says, I can taste your sense of betrayal, Autobot. You're actually surprised someone would turn on you when you allow creatures like Prowl into your ranks. And I'm like, ugh. Finally, someone gets prowl. it. Right. Soundwave proven more and more that he, he knows what's up. 
And um, as this is gone between them, uh, we have Prowl, who's explaining in this thing, and it's a really pretty two-page spread here. Yeah, it's um, very visually neat. Uh, yes. The, like, the mind bomb, basically, while he's unconscious and can't move his own body, he can sort of, like, data surf through the, the network that the mind bomb is on. Right. Like, they got into his brain, but it created a bridge between the two. So right. it's a two-way street. They can get into their The bomb is in his head, but now his head can get into their network he's doing and he's searching um and he's saying that it's like they've modeled all this data infrastructure on cybertronian neurology and then they let then they like kind of linked it unknowingly directly to cybertronian minds so for somebody like it's like are you you guys are dumb like i know exactly (laughs) how to work my way into here and so he's finding the internal cameras right. and he finds the command all center. The he reads all their emails because right. uh, he sees the danny what wiki is there and he's like oh i know that guy's kid he sucks i am definitely <laughs> read his emails which is pretty funny i'll give you that one bro uh, um, i hate that he's like oh looks like optimus is having some trouble always let down by people fuck <laughs> off prowl prowl you literally set your friends into a trap so that you could get into a base undetected uh, what a piece of shit Uh, but then he finds what he's looking for which is weapons and logistics uh and he finds that those missiles which we saw in the beginning that start start tearing apart the ship uh those basically shoot out drones that like make nanobots that dissemble their targets and the humans have 372 of them Yes, just right here, they have that many in reserve, so he fires all of them at once at the Nemesis. Oh, poor beautiful ship. Poor it's beautiful a ship. Beautiful page, though. Like, <gasps> yes, it fantastic is an excellent work. explosion. Um, it looks like fireworks. Uh, and the, we obviously Soundwave and Jazz hear that massive explosion from inside, and Soundwave is like, "No, ignore that." <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, and he, I do love that Soundwave is like, "Listen, I don't want to kill you, and I also don't want to carry Prowl." So, like, let's he's yeah, he's trying to be reasonable here with Jazz, and um, and then of course Jazz is like, "Okay, but before you do that, uh, right. turn around." There are missile drones like attacking There's- you. A bunch of stuff pointed right at Soundwave, so of course they all go off. I love that uh, he shouts, holy cats. (laughs) Jazz is just, uh, he's a bit of terrific, that Jazz. And uh, so he, Soundwave is left just smoking on the floor, just shot to shit. And uh, Jazz, of course, is like, great. So now he actually picks up Prowl instead of just dragging him along the floor. Um, And he's like, I'm going to assume that was you. Like, I think that was you. Uh, <laughs> He's like, so, you could disable these alarms if you wanted. Yeah, maybe do that. And uh, so, of course, now that the world burner has exploded, now all the debris is kind of falling. <laughs> right. In this next page, TC is like, what kind of irresponsible jerk <laughs> would blow up in a spaceship when there are dogs running around here? Like, how dare you? I love the way he says it. Like, he's at a dog park. Like, you guys, <laughs> there's a bunch of puppies around here. Who does this? Uh, um, he trips and falls, uh, yeah. and he worries that Buster's hurt, but he's not. Oh, it's so uh, sweet because yeah, he's immediately like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Because of course he's, <laughs> he's gigantic. He thinks he crushed his little puppy. No, Buster's uh, fine. She's okay. But he looks off panel and sees something and screams. Yeah, something startles him quite a bit. But before mm. we find out what that is, 
we have the Autobots now able to approach the the base now that the world burner is not a problem anymore. And um, Jetfire is trying to get in. And he's like, well, I mean, the network did open up. Like, I can get us in now. Sure. Uh, And And, and out (laughs) comes Jazz and Prowl. uh, And of course, now that they're outside of the building, Prowl wakes back up. And Jazz is like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I had to carry you this whole way. And now that everybody's around, they see that you're awake. <laughs> like oh yeah so you know halfway down a, a hallway probably like i'm just gonna stay like this for like i'm just gonna let him carry me outside um because right as this happens right after the door opens we also see the constructicons have turned up what what a what a what a good moment here uh <coughs> he says uh, optimus says constructicons did you inform the decepticons of our plans and he goes yeah probably told me to <laughs> scavengers just like uh-huh he, that was that was what i was supposed to do like, yeah was that was my job that was so my thing first, right like in 30 we were like oh man scavenger is going behind pro no no he's just he's being a good boy he's just following orders he's doing what his his boss man told him to do and i i want to imagine that he just walks up and he goes and i helped <laughs> so proud and he would be they don't yeah they're just here to help out prowl well and it's funny because then on this next panel um Prowl, of course, he conveniently just now wakes up. Um, and Prowl's like, okay, it's fine. I was in their network. I was improvising like you love so much Optimus Prime. But um, he uh, says, and here's where it's interesting. Prowl says Scrapper and the other Constructicons were just following my plan, which I just want to point out to everybody, his name is Scavenger. Scrapper is the <laughs> one who got killed, which just, and this isn't the first time this happened. Prowl doesn't know their freaking names. Like Prowl. What an asshole. He can't be bothered to learn which Constructicon is which or which ones are even alive. Um, I hate so, Prowl. <laughs> I know you do. It's it's really going to be very interesting when we go back and like look at other iterations of Prowl. I'm I'm very interested to see if this is going to like sour your entire outlook on him. <laughs> I think uh, it'll be fast. But he says, "All right, everybody, let's clean this up." And he yeah, he brings Cosmos back, forms a Devastator, and they just take the Nemesis and like plow it into the base. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, yeah, like... It's or not just, looking like, good. Like, Sanjay and the soldier are, like, dead, and Wiki's, like, panicking. Yeah, like, of course, now he's just like, holy crap, like, we need help, we need to evacuate, we have to get out, we're, you know... Because, obviously, now they have a world burner coming down on them, and, yes, these two are knocked out already, and now here we have Galvatron, and he's yeah. saying, yeah, you're not going to get any responses. And he says that your friends are all dead or in stasis lock, which, of course, because that's <laughs> how Transformers call it. And right, he's like, that means unconscious. Like, yeah, they're just, they're unconscious, that's what we call it here. Um... And it is, we do have a sweet moment for Witwicky here. He's like, Galvatron, you, you better go. Like, go see if there are survivors on your side. Because, you know, like, Witwicky's not a bad dude. He's just, so sure. far, like, in this comic. He's a military just, general. That's about all yeah. we know about him. Like, uh, in these issues, he's been very, yeah, like, sensible. But Galvatron points his <laughs> big giant cannon at him and says, yeah. uh, you know, you probably shouldn't use that on me. Yeah, that, that mind bomb you used, uh, you used it on me, and that means I have to kill you. And we have a wiki saying, wait till my son, and before he can say what he wants him to tell, Spike, uh, Galvatron shoots him. He done gone gets killed. 
And then he thinks, I do love this uh, misunderstanding because it plays out fully when he says, I hope your sun shines in whatever after spark awaits you, General Daniel. Because, um, of course, Galvatron hears the word sun. And it's like, yeah, I get right. it. If you're star, like, that's what you were talking about. Um, which, if only that's what he meant, but alas, it wasn't. But anyway, so now we can see, we can see, uh, Skylink's flying away, Cosmos is with him, and just the burning wreckage left on the island behind them. And our, uh, Alpha Trion's waking up. Yeah, uh, and Optimus is like, oh, uh, you're on Skylinks. It's good to see you. And Alpha Trion is like, well, yeah, about time. Like, what kind of a prime leaves Alpha Trion <laughs> sitting around waiting? Uh, and then he's calls. He says, "I don't just mean this. The time on this meat bag world, which I'm immediately like, what drugs did they put Alva on? Like, what? Did, okay, he's um, loosey goosey, baby. He really is. He's very much like, ha ha. I'm as sly as I ever was. <laughs> and uh, Optimus, of course, immediately is like, I'm I'm sorry if I had known. And Alva just starts laughing. He's like, Nah, Optimus, you just shut up. I was he's joking like, Chill, Willie. I got this on lock. Uh, we all good. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jetfire is like, he needs medical help. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go take care of that. All of you, yeah, everybody back up. I need room to work here. Uh, uh, and <laughs> fucking Prowl is like, ah, all the day's work. <laughs> He's so smug. I do like, though, that we can see all the uh, Constructicons are also wearing the, uh, the, the uh, stealth the, paint. Yes, stealth. Yeah, they're all grayed out, which it was kind of like they obviously were wearing it in the panel where we see them show up. But uh, since it was night, it was a little like, is that what right. they're wearing? Yes, that is what they're wearing. It's a cool but yes, look. It, yeah, everybody's kind of matching. I'll, I mean, they all match each other anyway, but now it looks like they're on the team with Jazz. Uh, but so, Prowl, yeah, Prowl's very smug. Like, we did it, everybody. Let's take <laughs> some job. things off of this list. Uh, we downed a Decepticon ship. Great. Human base. We crushed it. Great. Uh, we got off of a Trion. Uh, triple great. Things could not have gone better. Uh, and and Optimus. Optimus. Oh. Rightfully so, by the way. It, I wish he followed through on this, but he's like, you leaked information to Decepticons and withheld information from Autobots. You put us all in danger. You're being a real asshole. Yeah. Well, and even worse, Optimus... Sweet, sweet Optimus says, you withheld, you gave the Decepticons information and you would withheld information from your friends. And Prowl immediately says, I withheld information from my assets. Information right. from, I withheld that. it from you. This was because exactly I, as my plan. Everything needed to happen like this or we wouldn't right. have won. Like these were necessary reactions. I needed, like he needed everybody to react in such a way. But yeah, the fact that he's like, we're not friends, Prime, is immediately like, whoa hurtful like damn prowl these bots uh, care about you and and he gives this bullshit speech and optimus totally backs down which upsets me yeah uh, it is just, disappointing uh, put the screws to him dude which you know we can always keep our fingers crossed that someday someday prime is just going to like haul ass and just like lose it on prowl that's slug him in the transformation cog <laughs> Uh, just yeah sock him um but yes prowl is saying we can't just be heroes prime we have to be geniuses and prime and like you said prime kind of backs down and he's like you know what we got out alpha trion fine he's alive uh, and uh right and prowl says i had access to their networks uh everything was encrypted even beyond what i could get to i don't know what they have but i think i know who might right because of course he brings up to optimus like hey 
the, like it wasn't they didn't make their devices off of Alpha Trion. Like they made them off of something else. And so I think I know who would know what they have. Uh, and, and we go to Marissa sprinting through all of the destruction here. Yes, and <laughs> it is a cute moment. The triple changers, God, I love them. <laughs> uh, Blitzwing is like, "Hey, crash spaceship! Can we get some help?" And he's like, oh, "God, humans!" She's just so like, uh, right. "What a!" She just rushes she right just past by, which I'm like, "You are literally like a million times her size, right. Blitzwing. You guys I are mean... already huge for the Transformers. Like compared to her, what is she gonna do?" crawl on your finger and try to help pull Astro Train up. Well, I mean, it would be adorable. Yeah, it'd be she should at least. <laughs> what uh, can I do? Astro Train, can I bring you a drink? Um, <laughs> so, of course, right. she's trying to get inside because her people are inside. And so she's immediately like, Joan, Sanjay, like, yeah, she's looking for her people. And she gets in and, of course, finds Daniel Witwicky is blasted and dead hey, on the ground. Done gone got killed. Yes, and Galvatron immediately is like, hey, the the humans you were asking about, Jones and Barwani, they're alive. Uh, but this one here, the Autobots killed this guy. And Soundwave goes along with it. And he's like, yep, Galvatron saw it. It was killed by Prowl personally, the police car. She's like, I know which one is Prowl. <laughs> oh, I know who he is. She looks very grim here. She's like, and I know the one human that knows Prowl better than anyone, which makes a reader like me cringe and go, oh, please don't. Let's not. <laughs> like, if you guys think Prowl's bad, uh, uh, wait till you meet the guy that Prowl hates, man. Um, uh, but she does say this. Yep, this was an act of revenge against General Witwicky's son, Spike. And Galadron's like, oh, that's <laughs> what he meant. And he was like, you offspring. guys make babies funny. Like, that's, that's a <laughs> funny way to procreate. A charming method of procreation. <laughs> Which I'm like, I mean, that's a good word. A good word, Galadron. Like, you people are gross. <laughs> like, I looked this up. I learned it on the internet. I know how this works. Uh, but then we, we go back to Thundercracker Scream. <laughs> Screenwriting, and I have to say, uh, with every screenplay, you sort of you start out with the words "fade in," but uh, the next thing that happens is you set a scene, and scene headings are always either interior, exterior, the place you're at, and then the time of day. So, exterior, planet Earth, night is pretty <laughs> funny to me. He's so precious, like uh, TC. I you sweet yeah. boy, right? Like precious is really like the only word I can use to describe. Uh, Thundercracker and his screen plays. Right. Uh, but so, of course, he's telling us more about Susan Jernier and um, as her human hospital. And she has streaks of human energy on, on her <laughs> nurse's uniform. <laughs> Because uh, he's a sweet babe, and he doesn't he doesn't know that it would be called blood. Why would he? It's human right. energon. Yeah, it's just the energon that comes out of us. Uh, and it's so funny, because of course her voiceover is all just very... <laughs> it's not subtle. It's... Right, it's all just very heavy hand hit like <laughs> I've developed as a character, but perhaps not for the best. Like... <laughs> Which I, man, somebody should gather up uh, all of TC's writing and like make a short film that's just written by Thundercracker. In fact, that's what we should do when we're done getting through. Count me in. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I'll be Susan. You can be Josh or you can be Susan and I'll be Josh. Perfect. Because TC wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, So... And even, yeah, we have Josh Boyfriend shows up to talk to Susan. And of course, yes, they have more very... uh, very uh, heavy-handed dialogue. 
Yes, there you go. That's uh, a better, yeah. And it ties into the events that we're sort of seeing here. Uh, Susan is approached by Josh's boyfriend. Susan steps back, walking to her non-flying wheeled earth car. Adorable. Uh, and we, you know, she's she's saying that like, oh, Josh, you and I can't be together because of the secrets discovered. And of course, the secret that we discover is yeah. the humans have a hangar filled with transformers yes so um if everybody recalls and i don't know and hopefully i'm not just like reiterating stuff that everybody's like i know i know shut up uh the coneheads which is what these uh these ships here are obviously yes there's just like Mm -hmm. lines and lines of presumably cybertronians is what it looks like um (laughs) So we have Dirge back on Cybertron. He's the blue one who we've seen. He was the one who was running from Prowl. Swindle was helping him. So the other two Coneheads, because the Seekers tend to come in groups of three. And um, so, yeah, so we had like Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp. And we have um, Dirge, Ramjet, and Thrust. Ramjet and Thrust were both killed while on Earth. So this, but this looks like just hordes and hordes of recreated Ramjets and Thrusts. So it's especially horrific if you are Thundercracker and you fall and you find this kind of army that is created from the the remains of your dead comrades is basically what he's found here. Pretty grim. Pretty grim. So obviously, yes, Thundercracker is very upset and he is kind of conveying it in his screenplay here. Uh, yeah, it has changed everything forever. Poor TC. Poor Dirge and or Thrust and Ramjet. I always felt bad for those dudes. I like that's the flyers. it, right? Yeah, and that's the end of 32. It kind of closes out at least this set of books. Because um, this was the... Uh, it was like kind of a five-part set that started at the end of Dark Cybertron. So that wraps up the five issues that uh, brought us back onto Earth, and next time we will be back on Cybertron. And some exciting things happen. But for us, next time we'll be with More Than Meets the Eye. Yes, we will be back on The Lost Light next time. And we're into the single issues for everybody who got the Humble Bundle. 34, 35, are we going to do 34 and 35? Yes, next week is 34, uh, just 34 and 35 next week. Awesome. So that will be next week, and hopefully you enjoyed this week. And yeah, we uh, good, exciting good stuff, stuff coming up. Yes, uh, I'm excited to go back to Cybertron. I'm ah. excited for Prowl to face repercussions for his actions, which might never <laughs> ever happen. Mm, we'll who knows? Who who can say? But for now, that will do it for us. Yeah, Transformonauts. Uh, don't ever be like Prowl. Transformonauts. I know sometimes he does things, and maybe you want to recreate what he does, but. I'm just saying, you probably shouldn't. You should think. Transformonauts Prowl is not a role model. <laughs> Transformonauts Prowl is nobody's friend. That's true. Transformonauts, we we just don't be like him. That's the message I'm attempting to convey. I expect more from you, Transformonauts.